Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Tank. I'm your host, Tyler Raines, with my co-host, Alex Fortadol. And uh, we, hope you've, we hope you've enjoyed this week of Steelheads Hockey because it was uh, an interesting one, to say the very least. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to get into a couple of other things as well. So, Alex, first and foremost, i got to ask you, as per usual, how are you feeling? Uh, what's new with you? Uh, n- not a lot. Um, le- you know, this past weekend of hockey has been it's, – it's just been fine, but, you know, as much as – getting you know as much as winning two out of two out of three games is good that is absolutely good man they should have demolished niagara they should have demolished ottawa but you know it's weird it's a weird time it's a weird time for in terms of steel it's hockey right now definitely is and i mean the the important thing is that they won two games back to back they kind of they didn't play bad against uh against ottawa on sunday but we're gonna get into that when we when we do a recap so I guess the first game, um, the Barry Coles were up 3-1. Great comeback. Steelheads <laughs> came back and scored four yeah. unanswered goals to In end the up period. winning the game yeah. 5-3. to three. Yeah. But, yeah, man, and see, like, that's when that's when they're on their A game right there, right? Because complete effort. It was it was it, a complete effort. Absolutely. And, the, and yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, of course, before these before these three games, uh, they were they weren't they weren't playing great. They were losing majority of the games. Uh, they were getting a lot of shots on net, which they've been doing all season. But they, you know, they weren't getting the puck in the net. Yeah. But what a showing. Absolutely. Against, you know, Barry's not what the, Barry's not one of the best teams in the league, but they're also not bad. Yeah, no, they're, they're fine. They're like that mid tier type. They're of that mid tier, absolutely. You know, well, listen, man. Hey, man. If you, if you have Brent Clark, of course you're gonna not be a bad team. He's such an incredible player. But yeah. um, but yeah, that that is a huge comeback right there, and it just goes to show when things are clicking, they can they can easily get it done at any point in the game. Because let's, let's be real here, they scored I believe two of the comeback goals within the last two minutes of the game. Oh, it's incredible. Like that is absolutely incredible. Zach Lavoie uh scored some big goals in that game. He well, overall in the weekend he sees scored some big goals. But um which I think oh, um next next episode I want to talk about the NHL Central Scouting rankings and sure. and uh because they just released their newest ones coming up for March, I believe. Mm. So I want to talk about that uh next time when we actually get the get the list but he's definitely putting his name out there for the draft. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, they, they ended up winning that game on Thursday, went into a home game against Niagara on Friday. Uh, it was 2 nothing at one point. It was. And then, you know, it ended up being 3-2 for the win, which was surprising because it's not usually that close against the Ice Dogs, right? So... Nothing um, is this close against the Ice Dogs this year. Nothing. Nothing. Luca Del Bell Blues, Owen Beck, and Ty Collins had the goals for the Steelheads, and of course James Hardy with a two assist game. He's now surpassed sixty points, so he has over, yeah. I think, over a point per game now through the. Yeah, season. yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, him and Del Bell Blues. Oh yeah, it just goes show man undrafted what the hell man <laughs> undrafted talent. you know man honestly undrafted two years in a row is over a point per game you know he's uh, listen by the end of next season you and i have talked about this uh, off camera but he'll probably become the number one goal scorer in soccer history in terms of actual goals right because he because i believe he's tied with he's, game yeah he just just the other game i think it was on on uh thursday yeah. no it was on friday 
no, it was, tied, on, it was on th- Thursday, Thursday, because he scored the goal in Barry. He didn't score on Friday. So it was Thursday. Yes. In Barry. That's right. Yeah. So he, he did score. He tied Owen yeah. Tippett for most game winning goals in franchise history. That's like, insane. That's a huge <laughs> milestone. Like that is a huge milestone. And just think that Owen Tippett was what a top ten pick. Yeah. yeah. And James Hardy two years in a row undrafted. It's crazy. And he's putting up that many goals. Uh, you know, especially clutch goals, right? So Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you look at these guys. James Hardy's got 65 points on the season, right? 30, 32 goals, 33 assists. Pretty yeah. impressive. Luca Del Belbalu's 26 goals, 38 assists, 64 points. From from getting bottom line minutes, that's incredible. For Luca Del Belbalu's, that's absolutely incredible. Exactly. Ethan Del Mastro, 39 points, five goals, 34 assists. <laughs> like he's he's out of the back here. And then you yeah. look at the rookies. Zach Lavoie has 16 goals and 18 assists. That in itself is impressive. He's living up to that kind of goal scorer type uh, player oh, yeah. that everybody was looking oh, at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then Owen Beck has, has has 43 points in 51 games. Just 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 killing any expectations, I think, anyone – well, or at least I had for him necessarily because I know he was going to be a decent player. but The fact yeah. that he's almost at 50 points – in his draft year too that games is yeah crazy, especially in your draft year like that's that's incredible first year and he will draft year and also given how this is his first year in the ohl right yeah. so exactly like it, it's it i i have no words this that's team insane. has been so incredible there's not one player on this team that has not impressed me this year in some way in some shape or in some exactly. shape there, or form. sure yeah. there are times where i'm sure that the fans got frustrated as as did we you know, that's that's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's to, to say that they've let anybody down. I don't think that's the case. Like they've they've exceeded everybody's expectations. They have. Oh, absolutely. Especially in the standings, especially in the standings in terms of personal goals, because realistically going to the season, I, I just thought James Hardy was going to be playing. Well, James Hardy hasn't played the way I, I, I thought James Hardy would be playing. Yeah. Um. But did I expect Luka Dababalus to have this good of a year? Yeah. No. Did I expect Lavoie to be to be putting up a lot of goals in his rookie year and also showing great pass and getting a good amount of assists as well? No. Mm. Do I think Owen Beck would be contending for rookie of the year in the OHL? No. Heck no. I didn't think that at I all. Think if, if you were going to give the, the OHL's most improved player that's Luka award, Dababalus. that's Luka Dababalus because you look at his, his uh, first year in the league. Yeah. 50 some odd games and he didn't uh he it's just looks a little comfortable. But you look at him this season. Like it's it's second nature. Just making incredible plays and yeah. with that first line is just second nature. So I mean, oh, yeah. that's what really helped uh, contribute to Friday's win. Uh you know, it's <sighs> Sorry, I just got a notification that Derek Jeter stepped down as the CEO of the Marlins. That's weird. Oh, really? But, uh... Wow. Well, that's just incredible <laughs> timing. I actually yeah. really Right, honestly, right as the baseball lockout is going on. Right as the baseball uh, lockout is happening. But yeah, that, that, that first line was a big reason why they were able to win on Friday. You know, I would have liked to have seen them have a lights out game. The last time I played, I agree, it was lights Niagara out. score any goals, but absolutely. You know, it is what it is. Absolutely. Um, then we go into Sunday's game. Was they played pretty well. They just didn't have a, a whole lot of good puck luck when it came to the first half of the game and i think the fir- the third period third period when, that was when oh my gosh that is when the refereeing took a nosedive off a long cliff yeah no it was we we're gonna get a lot of boarding calls next man. yeah and, and we'll we never 
never criticized the refereeing, but I mean, it's but just it was over bad. the last few games, it's been so inconsistent, so bad. Like it's, it needs to be mentioned. It, it absolutely. Um, so this one was a three, one loss to Ottawa. You know, they, the 67 has got a couple of good chances. It's like Jr. was saying yesterday, and um, we're going to, we're going to put the post game up as well after this, that they played well, but you know, it was, it was almost as if, uh, you know, he, he didn't directly say it, but I could tell that everybody was thinking it. Um, you know, those those calls against them didn't help either. Well, yeah, absolutely. His reactions during the game, especially oh, yeah, uh, like against some of the calls. It it's was pretty rare, evident. Yeah. It's rare, if ever, that you see him uh, not happy with the referees behind the bench. And I'm talking yeah. like just... It's been happening a lot lately. Yeah, it's, but, you know yesterday was evident that like yeah this this was even you and i were talking during the game and it was just absolutely brutal absolutely brutal but um they ended up losing that game three one so they won two out of three but uh you know on the bright side there's still a couple points ahead of hamilton in first place in the eastern conference which is good they just have to keep up their winning ways absolutely and in terms of the schedule i'm just thinking like the schedule isn't the worst. It's, it's not. It's not easy, but you know, because I believe, of course, we'll talk about it. You know, when we do our look ahead, but I believe they're facing Oshawa, right? And Oshawa, yeah, they can be pretty feisty. <laughs> they can be pretty feisty, especially Oscar Olsen. Oh my gosh, he's been oh, yeah. playing it lately. Exactly. But um, let's let's talk about the refereeing. Um, it, this is like the the segment that I really didn't want to do. This is a brand new segment. But, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's going to be a one-time thing. But I hope it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really want to have to talk about the refereeing, but I think it's it's worth mentioning this year that um, you know with the pandemic being the way that it is, and you know the season being out of whack in all sorts of ways, refereeing has not changed. Like for the better, at, at least. Yeah, at for all. the better. Yeah. Uh, you know. I I'd say over the last three, four, five games, and it's not just the steelheads. This is the OHL in general. Yeah. The, the amount of suspensions that I think are, are very questionable. The amount of calls that are being made that, you know, quite frankly, are pretty soft calls. Yeah. I want to, I want to bring up one in particular yesterday from, um, it was, I think Casper Larson's, he got two boarding calls in that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That first one. Shouldn't have been a boarding call. The second one, okay, you know that, that you no, you it was, really it was, uh, yeah. Second one was you, absolutely you can't boarding really call. Do that, the first one, that, that first one was that was not a boarding call. And then right awful. after, I believe, absolutely. And then right after, I don't I, actually, I don't know if it was, it, I don't think it was like right after that call, but maybe at least it was after. It was that later play. on in the game. I know that later yeah, on the game yeah. that uh, Ottawa boarded a Mississauga player, Mississauga bottle player. Oh yeah, frankly, it, just. Killed a guy. He was down. No call. He was down. No call. No call. The bench was fuming. Jr. was fuming. Right. Like, no call. It was. It was more. It was more obvious than the first Casper was important call. Yeah. Yet I mean, nothing. There's so many. It's like like I mentioned. There's so many inconsistencies when it comes to the refereeing this year, and I'm not one to usually criticize it, you know, like this. But it, like, what's going on? If you're gonna call one, you gotta call them all. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna be badly inconsistent, just be just yeah, like be just, badly inconsistent. Don't be badly inconsistent and, and ignorant, basically. Yeah, because I, I mean, it because the way it looks, and I'm not 
saying that this is the truth. The way it looks from our perspective and from the spectators' perspectives, it looks like the refs are kind of tilting the game in one team's favor, and that might not yeah. necessarily be the case, but you need to call things consistently because if one guy gets a boarding call for Mississauga and the other guy does the exact same thing and gets off scot-free, that doesn't look great on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and that, I, yeah. that leads me to, I guess, like in my, my next question, what needs to change? Because if Hockey Canada claims that, you know, their refereeing program is the best in the world, sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it doesn't look like it. So what do you, th- what, like, what needs to change? I think that, you know, um, they need to do more extensive training mm-hmm. to prepare for moments like this, right? Because you see a lot of people on social media and at the games um, just yelling at the refs, calling them names and whatnot. It's abusive official, right? And even the players are getting to that point. I don't know if you saw, but Avery Hayes um, for Flint. Hamilton. Sorry, Hamilton? Yep. I'm thinking of Gavin Hayes. My yeah, you're thinking of Gavin Hayes. <laughs> yeah, so Avery Hayes yeah. uh, got suspended for abusive official. He was yelling at the ref, called him right. a name. I don't exactly know what the call was. Uh, you got a player who in, in Saginaw who got like a four game suspension or something like that. He put his hands on the ref. Can't do that either. Yeah. It's, it's getting to the point where the players are getting fed up with it, where the coaches are getting fed up with it and where the fans are getting fed up with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've got to train them better for this moment because when you have ones like this, you're going to get booed out of the building basically. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, okay. It, it happened, but it didn't really happen because I remember, of course, the same game yesterday against Ottawa, right? Yeah. After that, you know, after that brutal no call against uh, Ottawa for boarding, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, the referees then called a penalty later on in the third period to Mississauga. The place went nuts. Oh, they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing your job. Good. Like, listen. <laughs> You, listen, you know it, when a crowd does that, that you're having a really bad day. It shouldn't That's not good. to get to that point. It really shouldn't. The, the Steelhead bench, they were going nuts, tapping their sticks on the boards. Yeah, Everyone. Like it was, it, like, come on. You know, like, that, when that, that happens, that's probably not good. twice or three times in the last three games. And that's it's not, not good. a good thing. It's now, not good. Is, it's not a shot against all referees. Because, oh, no, of know, course not. Not all Some, refs are, not all refs are doing that. But Absolutely. Um. You know, when you're when you're refing a game, you just gotta keep your eyes open and try and catch as much as possible, right? If it was like a blatant call when he was and he was, I want to, I'm not gonna mention names, of course, because you know it's I, I forget the reasons, ref's names. I don't really. He was looking know. right at that play when it happened, um, and Ottawa should have got that penalty, and there was no call. That I, is the kind of stuff yeah. that, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, hopefully you can only hope that the, the refereeing situation improves. And I mean, again, I'm, I'm not one to criticize it, but I think, that, you know, it, it needed to be brought up. So, <laughs> yeah, um, if I yeah, if I could just say one more thing, on, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just end my piece on this. Yes. You know, and this was something I was thinking about asking JR, but of course the loss happened. I wasn't going to ask this, but as of late, you know, with, you know, within the past five or six games, I feel like. The games, or at least Mississauga games, have been the, the calls have been impacting it a bit too much, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, listen, 
they aren't necessarily mm. the steelheads fault some of them i mean like no yeah, some of them are bad box, some but... of them are bad some of them are not the steelheads fault but the thing is is that you know even if you get a bad call you just gotta play it you gotta deal with it right yeah you can't let it get you to know? your head because you i can't mean, let it get to that your... then you know the worst is gonna get right oh absolutely but... and then yeah absolutely and the funny thing is jr even said when we uh talked to him i believe a couple a couple days ago and yeah. um he said, you know, he said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, it, it's up to Hockey Canada to play whatever refs they want to play, right? It's up to them to review their work and to and to say, you know what, should this guy get more games? Should this guy not get more games? You know, and the thing is, it's not, it's not even, it's not even just Mississauga games in general, overall throughout the league this year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's everybody yeah. in the, in the league. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not just. So I don't want people to look at this and be like, oh, they're being homers towards the Steelheads. It's, it's no, not it's not even that. I could, I listen, I know a guy who's been, who's been complaining about Ottawa, uh, Ottawa officiating oh, yeah. whenever Ottawa's at home, right? You know, like the amount of, and, the, with us. and I think the amount of players that are getting suspensions and, and fines for back talking yeah. to referees, it's, yeah. you know, that's evident that, you know, they need course, to do yeah. better. They need yeah. to do better. And this is not, again, it's not a shot at the referees but they need yeah. to do better because the players are starting to not like them. The coaches are starting to get really upset with them. And I, I yeah, I don't even want to talk about the things it's that were said from the fan yesterday. Because I mean, <laughs> Oh yeah, that was bad. There was a guy was heckling brutal. the refs. That was brutal. But, but you know what? All of all, like all of these bad calls is just creating animosity between the players and the refs. Yeah, the players are going to come into the game knowing, Oh, if, if that guy is refereeing, we're screwed. You know, this isn't yeah, baseball. Exactly. This isn't, you know, this isn't Angel Hernandez. You know, like this isn't any, yeah, yeah, yeah. any crap like that, you know, like. Exactly. But And I mean, I think that like you, you can only hope that Hockey Canada looks at this and says, okay, well, we need to, we need to do more training programs that get these refs ready for games like this. You know what I mean? Or moments like that where you have to make oh, a absolutely. call. So, you know, though it may suck, we might have to deal with that for the rest of the season. And then you can only hope in the off season that, you know, they do something about it. Let's move into uh, the look ahead for this week. Oh, it's it's going to be a, a pretty interesting one. We got the Hamilton Bulldogs on Thursday. Oh, There's an away game. Mason McTavish is back from the Olympics. Yay. Oh man! Oh, and 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 the last time they faced us, they they killed us. They killed oh, yeah, and that was without McTavish. That was, that was without McTavish. And then now you have okay. Let's be real here. I love Shane Wright. McTavish is probably the best player in the OHL though right now. Yeah. Um. You know, oh, I'm terrified. And they're going to be in Hamilton. Oh, man. I'm yes. really scared about that, man. I'm really scared about that. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, that, that might be an interesting game. I mean, you look at the record from this season so far, it's been like a 50-50 split. Hamilton's, Hamilton's got a few games. The Steel has got a few games. Yeah. Uh, you know, based on the way they played last time, I think they're going to have that hunger to beat them this time. I hope I think so. It's it's very possible they could get the win. Um, it's going to we'll, be difficult. We'll have to wait and see because, again, Mason McTavish is back. They have a few of their stars back from injury. Marco Constantini. Uh, he's very good. Why? Nate, Nate Steos is carrying their – actually, no, he's not carrying their defensive core, but my God. But he's going to bounce back here goals. for sure. He's getting goals by the buttload, Nathan Steos. Then they're uh, they're at home on Friday to face the Oshawa Generals. Or yeah, uh, that's a win. Yeah, the Oshawa Generals. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think that's a that's, win. I really if if you can shut down Oscar Olison and David Jesus, and and they've done that before all season though. Even when Olson was on Barry, they shut him down. Yes. So exactly. So it's it, not it difficult should to be do. should be 
I don't want to jinx anything here, should be a relatively good game to watch. Um, and then, of course, they're in Niagara on Sunday afternoon. If they don't score a touchdown, I'm not <laughs> – listen, like, you know, come on, man. You know, if they don't score a touchdown. Yeah. It, it should be interesting. To, to it sh- it should be. It should be a um, fun game to watch. Just based on the history that these guys have had, they – you know, the Steelheads got six straight wins against the Ice Dogs this year. Is that, is that really it? Really? Six straight that. wins. Wow, Niagara sucks, man. Holy crap. Sorry, I'm just – it's this year they're like, look, we would usually. As I hope they get Nate Villanueva. I hope they. I hope they get first overall. From, from like the fans' perspective, we would usually say that every year. But oh, like, oh yeah. they are they are legit historically bad this season, which is they are I, really I feel bad. Bad for season. them, but also like you know this is they don't have anyone though, right? You know they lost everyone, right? Yeah, I mean it's only so it's much not necessarily. Yeah, it's not. It's not necessarily the players suck. It's the players don't suck. They just don't it's, like. They're all young. It's, just all a, it's a young league, you know, and they're they're struggling a little bit. It's a young they're team, a little bit younger than than all the other teams, right? Absolutely. Like, so, yeah, rookie panel femas can only get you so far, folks. Exactly. You know? Yes. You know. So, so before we end off the episode, I wanted to thank today's brilliant sponsor, CW Sports Memorabilia. Alex, you have a really really cool portrait back there of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. that's autographed, and I see that you actually have some really cool Steelheads merch as well. What if I told you that there is a place that you can get it? for a really, really good price that's affordable and that you don't have to go out of your way to get it. Well, I could probably believe that because our good friend Charles Warburton does that for us and for you. Of course, uh, those who know Charles is the official photographer of the Mississauga Steelheads. He also runs an incredible sports memorabilia business, hockey, soccer, football, whatever sport you like, whatever mainstream sport you like. He has incredible autographed, uh, autograph pucks, sticks, game-worn memorabilia. He sells signed paintings of some of the greatest hockey players of all time. He's oh, always getting are... in new wares. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool, too. I definitely recommend true. checking them out because, I mean, if you haven't seen them yet, yeah, they have – I think one of my favorites is the Evander Holyfield uh, picture that he has. Yeah. And that was – it's it looks like it was hand-painted, and it's autographed, of course. So it's just stuff like that that I absolutely love to collect. Absolutely, if that wasn't enough, he also does custom jersey framing. So let's say that you have, I don't know, a Mark Stone Vegas Golden Knights jersey, beautiful jersey that was autographed, and you're not sure where to get it framed. Definitely go to CW Sports Memorabilia because they have like, the best selection of mahogany wood. Uh, anything that you want, if you have a vision to get this jersey framed, they can do it for you. Or just and the best part about it all yeah. is all affordable it's not going to cost you a thousand dollars to get the jersey framed it's a very good price and alex you know what the best part about all of this is what is the best part tyler if you use code pro shot you can save 10 percent off your first order with cw sports memorabilia what a deal no listen that's a good deal sounds pretty good to me that's it absolutely man so we'll link uh cw sports memorabilia's uh instagram and facebook down in the description so you can go and check them out thank you once again for sponsoring this video and uh, we will probably continue on through the rest of the season with some great, hopeful Steelheads hockey. Absolutely. It should be good. You know, they have the talent to do it. They just got to get back on the right track, right? You know. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, honestly, it's – the last couple of games were, were tough to watch. Very tough. This week, they showed a complete 180. They, it was almost like they – kicked themselves in the butt and they were just like, yeah, we need to do this. They did well. They, they played well. 
this week they won they won they won two they won two out of three games exactly this week's gonna that's be it that's it that's it's gonna be a fun week yeah. exactly this week is gonna be super fun what we want to hear from you down below is what have you been enjoying about inside the tank so far uh leave your comments down below on our instagram on our twitter even on our youtube channel what have you liked so far through the season and we're also going to introduce a new segment called fan questions where we are going to answer your questions every week on the podcast. So don't forget to leave some questions down below for us to answer. Thank you very much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, don't forget to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button and the little bell notification for all future videos. We will see you next time. And as always, I have been Tyler Raines along with my co-host Alex Fordall. Stay happy, stay healthy, and be kind to one another.